it burns! Oh, it burns! They're coming to get you, Barbara. I'll swallow your soul! Welcome to episode five on the real demons of pop culture. My name is James Ibility, also known as Dr. J, retired demon hunter and knower of things. I am also an author and you can find out all about my monthly horror stories at patreon.com forward slash James Ippolitti. This week we are talking about Vecna. If you have been watching Stranger Things you know that the demon for this season is named Vecna. And Vecna is not a demon from any historical sense in ancient lore. Vecna is from Dungeons and Dragons. And this is a recurring theme in Stranger Things. We had the Demogorgon, the Mind Flayer, and Vecna. The creators, the Duffer Brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, they were inspired by Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, and Pennywise from It when they were thinking about the role of Vecna, uh, how that character would play out in season four. They also had inspiration from the Game of Thrones Night King. And what's really cool is they went and they hired the special effects artist, who did the Night King for Game of Thrones to create Vecna. Vecna looks really wild and cool, uh, just decaying and has all these like tentacle-like things coming out of him. And that is close to the Vecna we see in Dungeons and Dragons. Who is Vecna? Well, Vecna was named one of the greatest villains in Dungeons and Dragons, originally appearing in the world of Greyhawk in 1980. So he's the Dark Lord of the Ravenloft domain when that was a thing. But he's basically a powerful wizard who became a lich. And you're saying, James, what is a lich? Well, a lich is an undead creature who seeks to defy death by magical means. Now, in Stranger Things, they talked a lot about Vecna having some curse. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, I might spoil some things. The characters had something that they felt bad about. So Max, for example, felt bad about the death of her brother. And Vecna kind of would make the characters see these horrible things from their past. And that would eventually lead to them kind of losing it and then being destroyed or killed. That is kind of loose. Like, I mean, there's not much when you look at the Vecna from Dungeons and Dragons to this Stranger Things Vecna. And I think a lot of people are running around looking up Vecna. Hey, what is this thing? What is this demon? But really, it's just a lich, uh, former wizard, and he's usually depicted as a powerful magician resembling a desiccated corpse. And here, this is important. He's missing his left hand and eye. Because originally, at the very, very beginning of Dungeons and Dragons, it was the hand and eye of Vecna. And that was the very first 
appearance of Vecna, the hand and eye. And it was, it just, Vecna began as a pair of magical items. And that was in Eldritch Wizardry in the 1970s. And what's really cool is I looked up online, and you can actually buy the hand and eye of Vecna. I think it's like between $100 and $200, and it'd be an awesome display. I'd love to have it in my office. It just looks really cool. But these were a pair of magical items, and it wasn't until later that we got these stories of Vecna and how they filled in all the details. Because the hand and eye were the sole remains of this very powerful, long-dead lich. Now, the eye and the hand were separate items. But if you could get both of them, put them together, super, super powerful if you had them both. But in, <laughs> this is the kind of crazy part. Now, in order for you to use the hand and eye of Vecna... Again, this is not something from like ancient Mesopotamia like many of our stories are. It's not from uh, Christianity or Judaism or uh, Islam. This is just guys geeking out. And you know what's funny is Vecna is an anagram of Vance. And you'll be like, well, who is Vance? Well, author Jack Vance inspired the makers of D&D, and that's where this came from. So in order for you to use these magical items, you need to carve out your own eye and cut off your own hand and replace them with the eye and hand of Vecna. Now, if you're wondering, it was the left eye and the left hand. He's also known as the Dying King or the Undying King or the Whispered Ones. He's got lots of names. And at one point in the D&D story, he had this demigod status. Now, in the story as well, Vecna had a lieutenant named Cass, or Kass. It's K-A-S. They had a falling out, and there was a sword of Kass, the magical item that was left when the battle was done, and it consumed Kass, and the only thing left was this magical item called the sword of Kass. It's also Kass who was responsible for mutilating Vecna and why he lost his hand and eye. Another really cool thing that I think is pretty awesome, and I think you can get a replica of this also for your office, it is the book that is literally held inside the chest of Vecna, because he has these ribs, and inside the ribs, there's a book, and it is the book of vile darkness. Who does not want that in their collection? It's also known as the Book of Ultimate Evil. I mean, I want this. Who doesn't want the Book of Vile Darkness? And it's held in his ribcage, as I said. And Vecna may have actually been the first to transform successfully into a lich. Because this isn't something that everybody uh, can just go do. You'd have to be a wizard, and then you got to be like doing things that are so... Bad, and I mean very, very terrible, evil things to gain the knowledge of becoming a lich. And the thing with Vecna is he's always striving for godhood. He just wants to be the most evil, evil thing and have the power of a god. So if you're playing a game of D&D and somebody starts talking about this head of Vecna and you need to get it, um, it's a trap. Don't do it. 
So there's this story where these real players were playing and they were told about getting the head of Vecna and you would have this power. But the thing is, just like the hand and the eye of Vecna, you had to remove your eye and put the Vecna eye in, remove your hand and use the Vecna hand. You would have to remove your head and put on Vecna's head. And technically, they got tricked because there is no head of Vecna. Don't go seeking it out. It was a trap, and this team of players were beheading themselves and putting on the head, and nothing would happen, so they'd get another character in their group, behead, try it out, didn't work, next person. And by the end of this whole thing, the other team that they were playing against you know, basically had the their enemies destroy themselves because of this lie. Really cool. Now, this is all within D&D lore, you know, um, like I said, I can't go back to actual Vecna in the real world. Um, but, you know, this is sort of like we're going to eventually get to stories in this podcast about necromancy and people who really want it to get into these dark realms with magic. And those stories will come. But this is where the Vecna originated from within Stranger Things. And I don't know. I wonder if you can hear there's like a, somebody mowing a lawn out there. I really don't have the patience for these people with lawnmowers. Hopefully my microphone isn't having it too much. So I really enjoyed part one of season four of Stranger Things. And I'm not going to spoil who Vecna is, but you will find out if you haven't seen it. And it's I really, really enjoyed that part of Stranger Things. And really curious if we're going to see Vecna show up in any other type of pop culture. I mean, obviously it's in a game, and we have it in Stranger Things now. But I think the special effects makeup that they did for Vecna is going to be around for a while now. And the other thing, if you haven't noticed, when uh, you're watching Stranger Things, the sort of Hannibal Lecter guy that was inside the jail cell that the girls came to visit, that was actually played by Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, who Vecna was inspired by. So all that comes together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. In two weeks, we're going to have a new episode. The demon will be Hecate. Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. Yes, that will be our demon in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. It really means the world to me. If you have a demon you want me to talk about on this podcast, then you can find me on Twitter at James Ippolitti. All my links are in the show notes, so go check them out. And if you enjoy this, please, 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 please share it with some friends of yours. You don't know how much that means to me and to the podcast. Good night. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.